0: hello everybody to another brand new episode of the swiss football show i am your host emmanuel staub and i am delighted to be joined like always by my dear colleague giacomo notaro notari giacomo hi
1: how are you doing man hello emmanuel i'm good thanks i i hope you are too and uh, Thanks once again to all of our listeners.
0: Yes. Now, um, it's been quite a, well, a turbulent week of Swiss football. Um, we have had the Swiss Cup last week um, and uh, midweek. And on the weekend, we have had some crazy games in the league. And now, uh, Young Boys and Puzzle will uh, have European action again. So there's a lot going on. And uh, I mean, first of all, we just have to talk about what has happened in the swiss cup right
1: yes a lot of surprises in the Cup it was really spectacular what happened through the week um a lot of surprises on tuesday on wednesday maybe we could start with the maybe the biggest one in geneva here in geneva i am from geneva carouge who eliminated basel a promotion league side and not the best promotion league side at the moment they're like uh, on the bottom of the table, like 13th place, 15th place. Yes, it's it's crazy. Not not in their best form at all, but they managed to beat Winterthur in the previous round, and on Wednesday they put off an incredible performance against Basel, and they beat them 1-0. Yes,
0: I feel like that was one of the absolute biggest um, like cup sensations we have had um since ages it might even be the biggest that i can remember like remember remember actively um, i mean nobody saw that coming right I, basel with their squad full full of individual quality players and uh, yeah they they were defeated by promotion league side etoel carouche one nil um thanks to a goal from uh, an ex servet academy player right um, yes, Romain Kursner. Kursner, exactly. Um, so Carouge is a team full of no names. Many of them have played like in the youth sector of, of Servet, of course. Um their city rivals. And uh, other than that, I mean, they, most of the players aren't even fully professional, right? I mean, the next day, they, they went to work again. Um, yeah. But the night before, they kicked Basel out of the cup. So, um, I mean, we also have to say... Um, Basel, it it wasn't like that. It was undeserved, by all no. means. I mean, Basel literally struggled to create anything against Carouge.
1: Yes, they they didn't. To be honest, they didn't dominate the game like 100 uh, percent, because you know, Carouge. the The first half was crazy. Man, the intensity was really there. Um, you Basel wasn't shining, but you clearly saw that every time Basel something. Uh, happened, like, only one Karouj mistake and it could be a goal, you know, and Doi had a chance too, but in the second half, it was not the same rhythm and it uh, was scored really quickly in the 52 second minute, and then the rhythm were slowly, slowly going down, and um, Karouj managed to to keep Basel pretty away from their, from their uh, area, so that's why they didn't suffer that much at the end. Of course, the, the goalkeeper had to make some saves, but not that much. I mean, I felt like probably the biggest chance of the game came
0: in one of the last seconds. It was the bicycle kick from Arthur Cabral, right? Um, But uh, other than that, Basel was absolutely terrible. And uh, Carrouche, they they, they put it all on the pitch um, wholeheartedly. And uh, it was just so utterly deserved for them. And uh, now, next round... Uh, and they are once again facing a Super League side. This time round, it's going to be FC St. Gallen um, in February. Uh, do you see any any room of, uh, <laughs> of
1: maybe a repeat of what has happened uh, last week? Too early to say that, but of course, right now, they beat the Challenge League leader, the Super League leader. They are confident, you know, they know what they're able to do. On, uh, in 90 minutes, in one game, you know they are not shining in the championship, but they are able to, in a cup in or out game, to to be extremely efficient. So who knows, man? It's a bit early to say, because we saw Sangalen last year; they they went to the final, but uh, but still, you know, sangalen will go to that game knowing that uh, it won't be easy at all, and and they saw the game against Basel like us, so. They they won't be um, they won't take um, Carouge like a, a small opponent let's say. And uh, you
0: being from Geneva, um, of course, you have kind of a special relationship with Carouge. Um, are there any players in that team that you that you think we could see more of in the future, maybe even in the Challenge League or in the Super League?
1: Yes, there are uh, a lot of youngsters. For example, Matisse Mania. Who was in in Chiaso in the Challenge League last year is still uh, owned by Servet, so he's on loan in uh, in uh, Etoile Carouge and he had a, a nice uh, a nice game, to be honest, against uh, against uh, Basel. Uh, th- there is also Nasim Zukit who, who was probably the MVP of that game. A lot of uh, of media were focusing on on him after the game. Um, he's also a youngster. He he played a bit in Servet, a bit here in Geneva. He tried to go to Spain a few years ago, but it didn't work out. But to be honest, uh, his game against Basel made that much noise here in Geneva that maybe we'll hear more of him soon. So who knows? And yes, that was, I think, those two youngsters and there is also the number 19, Loris Metler which is like 22 or 23 years old. He played back in the days in Tim Vaux, so uh, Lausanne Academy is a good prospect. And uh, I hope he gets a a shot in the Swiss Pro Football, at least Challenge League, uh, in the following seasons. Well, I mean, for all these young
0: players, um, I mean, there couldn't be any anything better to promote themselves than a cup victory over basel right yes. um so for many of these youngsters uh, that are out there and uh, that are maybe thinking you know the, the, the train for pro football um as has, has gone without them um, might find themselves soon uh, in one of the two swiss top tiers in fact we never know especially like you said Nasim sukit um the uh midfielder uh, he was also the guy that uh, uh he tried his crossbar. luck for yes he tried <laughs> his luck for, like, from 70 meters and hit the crossbar um so that would have been the story if he would have if he would have scored that but still um if i remember correctly he is the guy that is working um as a sushi deliverer is that right
1: yes yes he had an article about him just after the game you know uh, like i said a lot of media were focusing on him after the game because he's his game was simply incredible against Basel. So right now, everyone knows everything about him almost.
0: So if you were a, a Swiss sporting director and uh, you would have to to uh, to pick out one Carouge player for your own team, uh, who would who would you buy or who
1: would you just uh, try to get at least? I think it depends uh, on uh, your team needs. But one of those three youngsters, I think Mania, Metler, or Zukit, even you know, they they showed like. First of all, they are the youngest on the team that played on Wednesday because there are other young players, but we, we didn't see them that much. And uh, yes, it depends if you need like a, a creative midfielder like Mettler, a polyvalent centre defensive midfield who can also play as a centre-back like Zoukid or a, a solid centre-back who has already played pro football in the Challenge League like Mathis Mania
0: okay some very interesting insight here uh, uh, concerning etoile carouche and their uh, cup victory over basel which is in fact I, I really i have to say it is at least for me uh, the most spectacular and uh, like uh, i should say yeah it's most surprising cup result i have seen in my in my life honestly i mean i'm sure there have been some incredible results along the way but at least since I actively follow and analyze with football, this has definitely been the most
1: surprising game, no doubt. Yes, when I, I was at the stadium personally and the emotions were really crazy. It was crazy. Like, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen every minute? every minute? And uh, like we said, Basel wasn't that dangerous. You know, they like the um, karl goalkeeper Damien Chapeau, he didn't have to, to save uh, some crazy shots like every two minutes. You know, the time was passing, nothing was happening. At the end, the, the bicycle kick, I was like, okay, that's it. They're going to extra time and Basel is going to crush Carvouche. But uh, at the end, um, they managed to keep a clean sheet. And uh, the story is incredible. Man. The story is magnificent. Yes, the story is absolutely amazing. Uh, but now let's
0: move on to... The other uh, shocking cup results, because we've had quite a few. Um, I mean, the other one that was, you know, I at least didn't expect it. You, on the other hand, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you were saying that it's going to happen in the last podcast. In fact, um, I'm talking about the game between Yverdon uh, and Zürich. So, And one of the absolutely most informed teams in the Super League faced a relegation candidate from the Challenge League. Um, newly promoted side Yverdon, who to be fair um, have quite a development under the new coach Uli Forte Um, and he being from Zürich and having coached FZZ uh, was of course extra motivated for that game uh, to show his his ex-colleagues what he's still able to do and yeah Yverdon actually won that game in an absolutely crazy penalty shootout Um, it was probably the longest I have ever seen like live I can't remember having seen one that uh, would have taken longer than that. Um, And it was again uh, a victory that was
1: like extremely deserved. Yes, it was a crazy game. We knew that uh, Uli Forte was going to take that game personal and he did. You know, he really wanted that win very bad. Uh, the game was spectacular. Huh? To be honest, you know, two goals in the extra time, crazy penalty shootout. It, it reminded me a bit of the last Europa League shootout, uh, Villarreal against Manchester United, where De Gea had to miss the penalty at the end. But this one was even longer, I think. So yes, it was pure, pure, pure joy also for the for Iverdon. You know, an ex-promotion league side, a new challenge league side. They were able to 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 do a part on the pitch after the game. So. You know, it's a nice story here too for Udiforte yes. and for Iverdon. And uh, shout out to Steve
0: Belec, um, the Iverdon Sport attacker from Cameroon, who signed only this summer after uh, he has been quite on a trip, uh, basically uh, through the whole football world. He has played uh-huh. in uh, over 18 clubs now in, in like eight, eight uh, different countries. So um, he is he he fired them uh, with two goals in. Uh, in the game, plus two the penalties in the shootout uh, to the next round, essentially. And uh, he is now already 28 years old. He hasn't had a career that he was probably hoping for. Uh, but now it seems like um, his time has finally come. So uh, great for him and also a great addition to the Challenge League and Steve
1: Belek. Yes, his, his story is pretty pretty nice to see, you know. And to be honest, Steve Belek, when you, you saw him at the beginning of the season, he was kind of overweight, you know. He wasn't like a he didn't look like a dangerous striker and at the end, you know, he scores two penalties, uh, he scores two cr- uh, crucial goals. So. Yes, and he, I mean, he went the
0: full 120 minutes. Yes, um, I mean, that's incredible. And after the game, he he said um, that, uh, you know, his fitness wasn't on point when he arrived, but uh, he's had a, quite a, an impressive physical development and uh, now he's ready and uh, he's getting decisive for even so great for them. Um, so that was the first cup sensation that happened on on last Tuesday. In fact, Um, one day later, of course, we've had another Challenge League side, um, kicking out a Super League side in FC Thun, who defeated Servet. And this one came not as a surprise to both of us, right? Because uh, uh, in in difference to the Iverno game, which only you predicted, uh, I went (laughs) along with the Thun game and, uh, you know, Servet is on a really, really uh, bad form right now. If uh, we've already discussed that uh, last time round and uh, they were essentially crushed by Thun.
1: How did you, how did you see that game? Yes, servet had had a complete blackout in the second half. They managed to score the first goal with Stevanovic. Of course, it had to be him, you know, in the hard moments, Stevanovic is here for Servet. Even if he's not shining at the moment in the Super League, he scored in the cup and then complete blackout they considered like three goals in 10 12 minutes something like that so after that y- you cannot come back and uh, expect to to win the game so yes you know uh, a disaster this defensively and mentally for Servette, you know they completely collapsed at that moment and um, you know tune was completely full of energy after those goals and w- we knew after those uh, 10 minutes that the game was over yeah right and i mean i mean just the, the score of 4-1
0: losing 4-1 to a challenge league side is not a good sign if you're a super league side and in fact like serve um have uh, have competed for the top three in the past i mean uh, they have finished as in on third spot last season and now they are struggling so hard and their defense looks absolutely shambles um Four goals against Hoon, three goals conceded against Lugano.
1: Um, I mean, what are we doing with them, Giacomo? Yes, and and what's more impressive is that it was nil-nil at the half. You know, one-nil, and then you concede four goals in half of an half. You know, it's that's really a, a but only two goals huh? against Lugano, not ah three. yes, of course, on not on too. Sunday. But yes, their their defense has some problems lately, not only their defense, to be honest, uh, their attack too is struggling. And uh, yeah, they have to find um, the solution. We talked a week ago before the the loss against Toon and Lugano that Serret was having a bad moment. Of course, right now is an even better moment, worst moment, sorry. So, yes, but the
0: last time round you were saying that uh, it might get a little uncomfortable for Alain Geiger if he was going to lose in the Cup and then again on the weekend against Lugano, and both happened.
1: So, yes. do you see his job actually in danger now? Uh, you know, considering that the international break is in two weeks, you know, the last game will be Servet against Zurich here in Geneva, and uh, maybe then if he loses that too and uh, Servet. Uh, ends up at the ninth spot, let's say. Maybe then something is going to happen during the international break. You know, that's usually the the time that um, uh, the, the the people in the club prefer to to change. So they have one week more to prepare the team, to discover the team, the new coach. So maybe at the moment it doesn't look like he's gone, not at all, to be honest. But you know, at some point if something doesn't work, you have to bring some fresh air. Uh, maybe the maybe the players need a new, uh, you know, a, a, some new instruction, you know, something new. Because at the end, Geiger he brought them a lot of success, a lot of good uh, advices for sure. But uh, it's only a matter. It's only you know sometimes someone else has to to give them advices maybe. And I mean, Geiger uh, of course.
0: He, like you said, he he has had fantastic successes with the club, um, most notably, of course, getting them back to the Swiss top flight. But uh, we have discussed it, like you said, in last time round. But uh, it to me it feels like, and this weekend was just once again showing it, um, that I mean, first of all, the squad hasn't been properly um, like modified uh, on the transfer window, like. Not, I mean, they brought in Ronnie Rodelin as their top transfer, and Ronnie Rodelin has turned out to be an absolute flop so far. Um, coming from the second uh, French division as a striker who only scored six goals in what was 40, 34 games uh, last season. So the stats weren't good, looking good already, and he's a slow, immobile striker. Um, I mean, Geiger isn't even using him as a striker. He's using him all over the pitch, right? <laughs> Number eight. Yes. Yeah, so. so I don't, I don't, I really don't know what's going on there. Um, so first of all, like, like we, like I just said, like uh, the transfer business was definitely um, at least to be questioned. Um, mm-hmm. And like we also said last time geiger maybe has just had the same players around him for too long now i mean this is essentially the same team that has uh, achieved the promotion uh in 2019 right um of course some players have changed but like stevanovic is still there the defenders are still the same um some players in the midfield are still the same the youngsters are still the same and they still haven't fully uh like uh, Gotten their their spotting team like Castrio, Imeri, Alexi Antunes, etc., and they have been there in the in the in the season that uh, Servette got back to the Super League, and they still aren't like absolute key players. So something isn't right in my eyes, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Servet wouldn't end the season with Almagayo. To be honest, the season
1: on even Evander- the. Uh, even until Christmas, you know, something can happen uh, before Christmas time. If it continues like that, you know, Servet hasn't won for almost uh, one and a half month. The last Servet win was against uh, Concordia Basel in the round of 32. So, you know, you have to, you have questions in your end when the series like that happen, especially in Geneva, we are not used to to, to see um, Servet like, one, two, three, maybe, and then one, two, three win, one, two, three positive results. But now mm, four, four, uh, four losses in a row in the Super League. Okay, so eliminated by a challenging side. Mm, the the game is not as convincing, you know. The team isn't uh, good to to see like uh, it was uh, a few months ago. Of course, Konya is missing. Sautier so wasn't there this weekend. On the bench, you don't have a lot of alternatives, but still, you know, uh, uh, with Geiger, we are used to to more and at the moment it's not happening. So maybe we need some fresh air. Yes, indeed, indeed. But uh, Giacomo, let's carry
0: on to the, to the last cup sensation um, that we want to discuss, which is, of course, um, that our Swiss champions, young boys, have been kicked out as well. Um, but not by uh, a, a second or even third tier club, but uh, by their fellow Super League rivals Lugano, which still came as a big surprise. Um, Giacomo, uh, how how was the how was like the that, that victory perceived in Ticino?
1: You know, there were it, there was a, a full stadium. Lugano pulled off an incredible performance. To be honest. Their game was really convincing. They were always dangerous offensively. They defended well. The win was 100% deserved. You know, Zaipi almost got a clean sheet if it wasn't for the reader free kick at the end of the regulation time. So they prepared the game like almost perfectly, you know. He had his game plan. It worked. He did the right tactics during the game to adapt. And at the same time, uh, maybe Wagner didn't do so. So, you know, Lugano had the game in his hands since the first goal. And it was a a deserved win. Yes, it was an absolutely
0: magic night in uh, Stadio Cornareto. Um, Also, Lugano pulled off like a media stunt uh, ahead of the game um, where they announced that like uh, entrance was free, I think. So uh, the stadium was packed, of course, finally. Um, because Lugano has struggled for a long time to get the uh, fans in, and uh, they they have created an excellent atmosphere, and um, you know it just transcended to the pitch and the, the team. Uh, again, won absolutely deserved against the the, the big favorites. Um, so, I mean, eBay. Uh, when when we were talking about the. Uh, The bad streak of service we also have to talk about the uh, worrying form of young boys Um, they have now also um, well they they have been kicked out of the cup and uh, they lost in the same week exactly exactly. Um, so I mean now they are going to Villarreal for Champions League um, with Jessicker, Lustenberger, Insame, Von Balmos and Kamara injured, which are five key players missing.
1: Yes, that's some some trouble. That's some trouble and I mean
0: Von Balmos is probably like the 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 one that hurts most because um, eBay they don't have a proper replacement. Um, in on goalkeeping position. I mean, they have Guillaume Fèvre, but uh, his his flop against St. Carl and his own goal just proved that, that he is nowhere near the level of, of Van Balmos. And um, other than that, they have a couple of youngsters, uh, Abdallah Laidani, for example. Um, but... Uh, other than that, I mean, they are clearly lacking a quality, a quality uh, second-choice goalkeeper. Uh, so I really, really, really think they are in big danger uh, under the under the week in Villarreal.
1: As yes, you, you, don't win a championship without a good goalkeeper, and you don't win a Champions League game without a good goalkeeper too. So that's a big problem, you know. Not even they get they got kicked out of the cup in Lugano, but the worst uh, news was that uh von balmos long-term injury so okay and Sami is coming back soon but uh, in the goal there is no one at the moment you know Fevre wasn't ready to you know he he is coming back from an injury so you know Laidani, the other one the same so mm, that's so, a now
0: big. yes they have
1: your, to get someone in the they have to
0: transfer get, they probably have to get i i agree um for example joel kia the uh, excellent goalkeeper excellent uh, goalkeeper who we just discussed in the last episode who is a free agent in fact so um if i would if i was a Christoph Spieger, i would maybe uh, phone him but anyway um like they don't only have a goalkeeper problem now and they also of course since kamara will be missing as well have a very big problem at center back position um I mean, their, their, their centre-back duo against Villarreal is probably going to be Lauper and Bürgi. Lauper himself uh, is, is, is definitely a, a good centre-back, um, even though he's actually a defensive midfielder, but he can play both roles pretty well. Um, the other one, Bürgi, um, Ebay doesn't trust him at all. Um, he has been sent out on loan uncountable times. And uh, he is only their centre-back number, number four, five, something like that. And now he suddenly will have to start in the Champions League against um, the Europa League champions. So I really don't know if, if that's going to be a good night if you're a Young Boys fan, Giacomo.
1: I heard that maybe they were also going to pull off the three-man defence with Jordan Lefort.
0: Maybe does lefort. lefort Lefort is completely out of form as well, and Wagner doesn't trust him as well. And we have seen in the last Champions League game where Lefort started, he was, he was terrible, man. And uh, he hasn't played since. I mean, I I don't know. I I really don't know what they are going to do now. And I it's it's really a pity because, um, they have started the Champions League campaign so brilliantly, of course, with their win over Man U, and now it seems like um, it's all going to be crushed again.
1: Yeah, they're in in the, the worst, worst condition of the season, with the two losses and with all the absences, and the, all the players missing. Plus, you know, they it's going to be tough because they have to do the the formation. We still don't know what's going to happen. I, I will still go with Lefort over Bürgi, maybe because, you know, he has more experience. But then it's going to be tough because if you don't get points in Villarreal, it's over. You go to Old Trafford, you play against Atalanta, you will do max one point, you know. So you have to almost to win tomorrow, but a lot of keepers are missing. Yeah,
0: totally. So you know, um actually we we were talking about their they're out in the Swiss Cup, of course. Um but I mean it's all it's all coming together now for them. Um and uh, you know other than in Geneva I'm I'm sure Uh, eBay has the individual quality to pick up their form again I'm I'm convinced of that Um, but to be honest I I really think that uh, not only are the Champions Champions League dreams probably most likely over after tomorrow but also it just seems like um, they will definitely need to get active on the transfer market
1: in winter yes they they have to to get more squad depth like i think Basel has a more deep squad that eBay at the moment you know we so saw even if they lost in the swiss cup you know their their bench players are some quality players and in ebay maybe not always you know even Jankevitz he had a mistake against st gallen he struggled he's not the only one that is me is missing game time uh, david wagner also the, he doesn't trust al- almost every time the they keep players on the pitch, so maybe he also would like to have more alternatives on the bench. Well, some alternatives,
0: for example, would be uh, Marvin Spielmann, who eBay signed uh, for quite a big sum actually a couple of years ago from Thun, where he was one of the most exciting uh, youngsters and uh, attackers in the Super League. And uh, since his move to eBay, uh, Spielmann has completely disappeared. He's had a couple of injuries, but his performances weren't that great. And now Spielmann often isn't even on the bench. Uh, he's, I, I, I just uh, looked it up uh, on the weekend, uh, and he was once again called up by the U21s for promotion league. Um, so, you know, it just seems like, like you said, their squad depth right now isn't isn't enough. So, if I if I was Christoph Speicher. I would definitely, uh, you
1: know, yeah,
0: try to get some someone. new players. in the yeah, end for sure. Uh, with goalkeeper obviously being uh, the number one target. Yes.
1: It has to be the number one target, the goalkeeper. Man. It's uh, yeah, They really need something. Huh? I, I don't know if Europa will still be a, a subject in the winter, but of course the Super League will be. So if they want to be competitive against some good teams this year, like uh, FCB and uh, Basel, and uh, Zurich, sorry, they have to to be active on the transfer mark, that's 100% true. Man.
0: Yes, of course, of course. Okay, so we have already passed the half an hour mark, um, so I would just propose that we leave Swiss Cup behind us and uh, focus real quick on, uh, on one, one action point from the Super League uh, from this weekend, and then we are going to talk in detail for the first time actually about the Challenge League our beloved second tier um, but <laughs> before we do that um, we definitely have to talk about their Klassiker Giacomo um, we were you know, delighted to see on, on Saturday night uh, the absolutely amazing game between Zürich and Basel uh, which ended in a spectacular 3-3 free, free draw um, what is your take on that?
1: what a game what a game it was really crazy here too the the emotion were really unbelievable to honest, yeah the individual quality was there the scenario was there the also the price was there you know because a super important game for the for the ranking in the super league so nothing was missing uh the fans this time not like in the classical they were as violent as last time so that was also a good point uh, yes, I I loved my my Saturday night uh, with this classic. Right? I don't know about you, man. Yes, I mean it was an
0: absolutely sensational game, and uh, to be honest, I I think at least for me personally, it was the most enjoyable and definitely most intense game to watch since that crazy free free draw between Young Boys and St. Carlin in uh, winter 2020. Uh, Really shortly before uh, Corona hit and uh, we, uh, the Super League, uh, uh, you know, was was put on
1: suspended. standby,
0: was suspended, right? Um, since then, I think I haven't seen a game as intense and uh, as spectacular. But the, the classic from uh, this weekend definitely was in the same category. And uh, of course, I mean, like I said, the scenario was absolutely insane. I mean, Basel went up 4-2. In the, 30, no, in the 93rd minute, and mm-hmm. um, the goal was then ruled out, <laughs> and in the next action, Zurich scored the equalizer, and I mean, um, it was absolutely nuts. I mean, Asan Zise, of course, being once again the main man for Zurich, who put the ball in the net, um, but uh, other than that, I mean, big, big, big discussions uh, about uh, the 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 offside decision about the, the basel's fourth goal it was ruled out um, what is your take on that
1: Ooh, it, it was an offside right is it a that big of a discussion in uh in the deutschland part of the schweiz <laughs> <laughs> <It's, laughs> yes it's a very big part still yes definitely a very think? big
0: discussion um to be honest i think it it actually well you know it, because, you know, it's it's very, very difficult to explain. But uh, I, I believe um, there was an offside position of Valentin Stocker um, when Kintia took the shot because Stocker uh, blocked the view from Zürich's goalkeeper. Um, so the goal was ruled out correctly in my eyes. But then um, Zürich was awarded the free kick and uh, they took the free kick not in their own in their own uh, box but like at the halfway line so from that freak at the halfway line they actually ended up scoring the equalizer um so i really don't know what is what went wrong but something between the position where the freak was taken and the offside that should have been the one that was um like uh, ruled out something is wrong in between there um I still don't really know what has happened, and the, the referees, unfortunately, uh, in Switzerland, never explain themselves after the games.
1: Um, but uh, something is a little fishy there. Yes, yes. And other than that, I think the, like the stars of the game were there. You know. Cabral with that crazy goal. An assist to Shisei with the last second equalizer. Boranjasevich and Guerrero too. Crazy game offensively for FCZ. Dan Doy was there also after his bad cup game in, uh, in Geneva. Liam Miller. Liam Miller has officially
0: Miller.
1: arrived in Basel. Yes, Liam Miller. You, you made a tweet about it. I saw and it was deserved because right now he's getting more and more important in that Basel system, in that Basel team individual difference too so good for him too yes a uh, short take on a liam miller and
0: um, to me he feels like more or less exactly the same player like edon cegorova i don't know how you feel about but the way he moves his body the way he dribbles and um, also his technique his whole body type um, i get heavy cegorova vibes uh, from miller um uh, but uh I think he is like with a little bit of a delay because he, he, I mean, he took some time to adapt because he came from the third English division. Um, but now he is fully adapted. He scored in the Conference League as well. Now he's already scored his second goal in the league. Um, and he is definitely a joy to watch. I'm not going to lie. I really love watching Liam Miller and uh, Dan Doy on the right side. Um, now also uh, scored. Uh, His second official goal for Basel, actually it was his third, but one was given to Thomas Tavares. But still, um, it also feels like he has now, like more or less arrived in Basel. Um, Of course, he came very late at the deadline day. In fact, like some other players, so um, it was always going to be a little bit difficult, um, especially after the great start that Basel had, um, to integrate so many fresh faces so late in the summer um you know but um, i mean they are they are getting their, their their game time right and at least liam miller now definitely looks like a player um, that we should all keep an eye out for
1: yes absolutely man. true true and yes the the classical was the the best way for him to to go under the spotlight mm-hmm. For sure, but like you said, it was uh, despite
0: uh, the 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 controversy at the end uh, about uh, you know the offside position and the uh, the free kick of F C Z. It was an absolutely delightful, joyful, fantastic game, and uh, I hope that we see many more of the category throughout the season, Giacomo. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, for sure. But uh, for now, let's close the Super League chapter and move directly to the Challenge League, a league that both of us um, are uh, observing with big interest. And uh, I mean, Giacomo, just to really start about the Challenge League, how is your general feeling about our our second division?
1: Yeah, it's impressive this year, to be honest, the, the balance between the teams, the the games are are crazy, the amount of individual talent too, you know, like uh, some weeks ago, like two points between the first and the fifth, um, you know, a lot of teams that can pretend to be there at the first spot at the end of the season, it's still, uh, we still don't know, you know, it's still tough to say those two teams is going to be promoted and then we'll play the, the barrage, so I think, you know, every weekend something happens, you know, a crazy goal, uh, the um, a, a surprise in the results. For, for example, this weekend, Cre- Koreans they beat uh, Stade Lausanne, first win of the season. So, everything can happen. And you know, when the when there is a lot of importance, every game, you know, every game has like something. It is always good to to follow that. Do you have a uh, a player to watch from
0: the Challenge League to share with us?
1: A player to watch. Uh, I made a tweet uh, a time ago against uh, Lukem Villa. In uh, in Villa, I also like uh, Sofian Baloul in Ville, You know, uh, who was in in Chienzo last year. Villa also is a team where a lot of youngsters, you know, under fa- Alexander Fry. Nice way to to develop. They're not getting the best results, but still, you know, they're pretty well placed in the in the ranking. And then, other than that. Uh, I don't know, when do you have s- Dos Santos also in, in tune, has to be, and... Um. Well, my discovery of the season um, so far
0: is Neftali Manzambi from Winterthur. They uh, signed him from um, Gihon this summer. He is a Swiss Angolan striker, um, hails from the Basel Academy. And uh, they brought him back now to Switzerland at uh, age 24, and he's tearing it apart in the Challenge right. like League. He's so dynamic, so explosive, he's physically powerful, like he's, he's, he's really a, a muscular guy. Um, he has excellent shooting technique, and uh, he's putting up some uh, impressive stats. I mean, uh, Manzambi has scored uh, six goals in 12 games. Um, it's cool. he's, it's crazy. Uh, Behind the top scorer Roman Bues, who is also from Wintertour and um, the Challenge League's most productive player. So, um, Neftali Manzambi is one to look out for, also because he's still very young and uh, I really think he can go places and he won't end his career in Wintertour, I'm sure. I uh, would say in one or maybe two years, um, we will see him at least in the Super League. Other than that, I also want to give a little shootout um, to Kevin Spadanuda from Arau. Aurau, of course, is a very interesting team, as always, one of the most um, with the most tradition, and um, a team that is traditionally always uh, within the top candidates uh, for promotion, but they always fail. <laughs> but other than that, Aurao is a, a really great club. Uh, always bring out some, some interesting players. And Kevin Spadanuda is, is the next in line. He's also 24 years old, a uh, a winger, excellent technique, excellent dribbling, some, some fantastic finishing. He has also scored six goals already this season. Um, and uh, he also has assisted, let me see, Scored three, uh, no, scored six, assisted another three in 12 games. So that's some fantastic output for a winger. And he as well um, will rather sooner than later be a candidate for the Super League. In fact, Luzern already tried to sign him uh, last, uh, like this summer, uh, but Oro blocked it. Um, but I think next year he will be gone.
1: Yes, Spadermann has to, to share the stage with Donat Rudani, Michael Almeida, aratore so you know a lot of offensive potential and still he managed to score six to assist three so one to keep an eye on definitely you know a lot, lot of individual talent in in a
0: row and changing yes i mean we have already talked about even sport at the beginning and uh, the way uli forte took over and kind of brought uh, the club um like to the next level um still Giacomo, you being uh, from the Romandie, uh, what can you tell us about uh, the other two uh, clubs from Romandie, about uh, Neuchâtel-Xamax and stadler
1: Well, Neuchâtel-Xamax had an impressive start of the season. Like, like we all said, they were top of the table. At the moment, they are um, they are cruising like a, a difficult period. They, they can't win anymore. They still got uh, a point against Winterthur uh, on last Friday, so that was uh, good for them, but no, they they don't have the individual quality to go uh, to get promoted. That's for sure. But let us you know, like Binotto said in in one interview, the, the Xamax coach, he said like, let's see, maybe if uh, at the half of the season we are well placed, we will get one, two, three players. The the club will decide, you know, the sporting director, in order to to have bigger goals. You know, but I think for Xamax for a transition season after the the nightmare full season last year when they saved for only two goals instead of chiasso it's good to you know even if they don't can't keep the rhythm they had at the beginning of the season it's still peaceful for them it's okay
0: yes for sure and uh, i mean you know xamax i feel like xamax have made some fantastic business on the transfer market i mean they have they have signed Yanis Lahiuel, last year's top scorer from their rival Stadlos and Ushi. They have signed Karim Gazetta, also from Stadlos and Ushie. They have signed Maren Hale Selassie, who went crazy with Wil last season in the Challenge League. And uh, who is uh, also putting up numbers now for Xamax. They have signed uh, uh, Mats Hammerich from Aarau. So uh, Liridon Berisha also from Kriens, who is also already their captain, <laughs> despite just... Uh, recently being signed Um, so they have really also uh, I'm sorry I forgot one of the most important ones Dylan Tavares left back also on term uh, from uh, Stadler Zanucci I'm sorry so to me it just seems like Xamax they have invested in some fantastic challenge league players um, many of them still young still with room for development and uh, right now they are one of the most fun teams to watch in the league I think
1: Yes, d- uh, definitely. The good signings this summer. Uh, Selassie is doing an incredible start of the championship. Uh, Gazeta and Laiwell had a, a good start. Now they are struggling a bit more, but it's okay. Like Nude Solo even scored uh, on uh, on Friday, so he was benched, but uh, he can be still be important too. So I think uh, the to not being relegated will be easy this year for Xamax. We will see if they can now um correct their what is com what is um happening at the moment with all the the losses all the draws they have to, to get the victory again and see if they can start a new streak of victory
0: in fact um Xamux also have some of the most interesting Swiss youngsters in the Challenge League. Um, they have Niki Beloco within their ranks um who Actually, originally is from uh, the Sion Academy, I believe, um, but then uh, he's moved to Fiorentina, he's been in Belgium, and uh, now he's back in Switzerland in Neuchâtel, in, in Xamax, Nicky Beloko, 21 years old, um, central midfielder, very energetic, physical, technically gifted, um, type of player, Alexandre Jankiewicz a little bit, um, so very interesting prospect then this summer they also signed Samuel Kazongo on loan from Toulouse. Kazongo who is uh, from the Young Boys Academy, 19 years old. Last year he signed with Toulouse, now he's back on loan in the Challenge League. Uh, he's also started this season pretty well. Um, then of course they have uh, Juan Epito in their uh, defense, uh, who is one of their own talents. Epito, 20 years old, a centre back who could maybe go the same the same direction like uh, Cedric Teziger, who also hails from the Xamax academy on the same position. Um, and uh, I mean, just some very interesting names that you should look out for. Also, Marin Selassie, we have already mentioned him, and uh, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if uh, Xamax could in fact um, get a word in 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 promotion battle already this year, despite, like you said, it's like more perceived as a transitional year. Um, I wouldn't be surprised too much because right now, of course, Winterthur Tour is is on on the first play on the first uh, uh, position, but the traditionally, Winterthur Tour always has like a terrible period where they lose a couple of games lose a couple of points and a drop in the table and right now um that moment hasn't hasn't already happened but um you know the challenge league is so it's all it's everything so close Uh, the teams are very similar in terms of potential and and individual quality so i mean uh, it wouldn't be a big surprise if that uh, down moment would would happen to be honest
1: Yes, and, and to come to the other Roman team, uh, Stade Lausanne, I think the roster isn't as good as last year. You know, they, they lost the three players that you mentioned before. Uh, some new players like Sofian Chader, Zachary Aji, they started really well the season. At the moment, they are not as impactful as they were at the beginning. Uh, the results of Stade Lausanne and are getting worse, uh, actually. But still, you know, they have a, a good chemistry. The, their coach is uh, one of the best of the league, Meo So I, I think for them too to not being relegated will be pretty easy, considering the fact that Criens is there too. Yverno and Ville they come before uh, Stade Lausanne in that uh, in that chat. But uh, yes, like always, Stade she is always a good team. Like Neuchatel, they have some good youngsters, but in in Stade Lausanne, we also always see say. So, in the previous season, like always some good youngers, Anduni, others, like a lot of as Mergi Mazlani, uh, Albana Idini from Servet, now is saying with them. So, always a lot of talent in, in that team. When they play, you, you clearly so see that uh, they are having fun on the pitch. So, it's a, a good place, Stanley uh, for young players, I'm convinced. Mm, for sure, for sure. Um,
0: the most unlucky team in the league is FC Schaffhausen um, because they didn't only lose their top scorer in summer, Rodrigo Polero, who was picked up by FC Zürich. They also, of course, lost their coach, Murad Jakin, who is now Swiss national team coach. Um, Right now, Martin Andermatt is their their coach. Um, Schaffhausen, they, you know, last year, they they have been fantastic. They have actually... Been in the in the run for a promotion battle uh, until the very end. Um, now things do, don't look as as fantastic anymore. They are on on position seven right now with uh, only 14 points out of 12 games. Um, but uh, their most important player and also most well known player, of course, is uh, Francisco Rodriguez. Um, who we all know from his time in in Zurich, uh, from his time in Wolfsburg. Um, the younger brother of uh, Ricardo Rodriguez, of course. Um, other than that, uh, Jafasen signed Joaquin Ardaiz from Lugano um, as replacement for Rodrigo Pulero. And uh, giacomo you yourself aren't uh, the biggest fan of Ardaiz, is that right?
1: Yes, but it's it's working well at the moment. Maybe Challenge League is the right right level for him. You no, know, he managed to score to be important for the team. Uh, the good uh, polero replacement uh, considering the fact that even pertain isn't scoring like the the croatian was doing the duo with uh, Polero isn't scoring as much as previous season. So uh, schaffhausen also depends a bit on on the Uruguayan and uh, joaquin so uh, he's in, in a good streak at the moment i i see him score i get the notification i i don't watch the all the schaffhausen games but i see ah joaquin arreza joaquin if he continues like that, good for him. You know, like back in the days, he was playing with Uruguay uh, youth teams. He has a potential. We we don't see we didn't see that potential in Lugano, that's for sure. But maybe now, you know, he can bounce back in the Challenge League and become the players that he was meant to be. Yes, of course. And uh, now, lastly, we
0: should discuss the teams at the bottom of the table, or uh, at least the one at the very bottom which is of course este Criens. giacomo what is your take on them
1: well they finally got their first win uh against the that was crucial they still have a lot of points to to get in order to to have a chance to stay in the league i don't know maybe you know they w- that that win will for sure give them confidence i think their their team their players they don't uh, at least the half they don't have the level of uh, of the challenge so it will be really tough it will take a lot of uh, sacrifice a lot of chemistry a lot of solidarity in order to manage to achieve something but still who knows they have some players that can score I don't know I'm, I'm not confident for clients considering all the, the points that they have already dropped out but I don't know what do you think
0: well, to be honest,
1: I think Koreans is by far the weakest
0: team individually in the league, and um, so anything but tenth place and the relegation would be a huge surprise. Um, I mean, if we just look at Evil Mospor, who would be like the team uh, financially and uh, also like from uh, like uh, no, not not from individual quality, but just financially and just in the position they are in, the most uh, like uh, similar club. And we see Yvadon, they are completely different since Uli Forte took over. I mean, yes. they are playing some great football, we have to say, some great combination play. Um, they have some very interesting players. Uh, we have talked about Steve Pellet before. Um, also, Koro Konešt, Vladi, uh, Eberhard, Bloom, etc., etc. So, I right now, I think Yvadon Sport is, thanks to Uli Forte, miles ahead of SC Krienz, and uh, the other team you who know, is also down there, FC Wiel with Alex Frey, and uh, you know, Wiel being like a farm team for all the Super League teams who, who send all their youngsters on loan there, but they are, they are doing their role and they are uh, they are doing it well. Um, they are never actually getting so much in danger that they would actually end up getting relegated, um, but it's clear they, they aren't going to have a say for the top three, but still um, Wiel is doing their job, is doing their part in a you know, developing youngsters, uh, which is also uh, great to see. and uh, But still, I'm, I'm convinced Koreans uh, will go down there uh, right now. I mean, they would need to do wonders on the transfer market in winter to avoid relegation. And I just can't see it.
1: It's like uh, wonders like uh, Xamax did in the Super League back in the days, no? when, when they played the, the Barrage, like they were almost, it was over for them during winter, and then they they did something crazy in the second part of the yes, season. Yes, but Xamag so said
0: of... Kemal Ademi back then. And the Queens yes. don't have a Kemal Ademi, they only have Elios Sestalo. And they have the Patrick Luan. <laughs> <And> <laughs> saw, no, so... no. Patrick Luan is, is in Sweden right now, man. He's gone to. Oh, oh, yes, Sion but... has, has loaned him out to Sweden.
1: And Yesil Chair is uh, injured, no? Yes, mm-hmm. one of the only yeah. creative players. So. Exactly. Yes, it will need more than a mi- miracle. So plus, yes, yes, where where could they get the players during the the free agency? You know, maybe in Lucerne some players that aren't playing, but Well, some youngsters
0: from Lucerne. I mean, they always get some U twenty players from Lucerne, mm. but these aren't the guys that will uh, keep you out of relegation battle. Yes. Well, yeah, it's difficult. Well, now for to to finish it all up, um, we also have to talk really briefly. About the top two, which are right now Vindoux and Vaduz, we have mentioned Vindoux before. Like I said, they usually have their period uh, when things go go bad. And um, me, being from Wintertour, I don't trust the hype yet. Um, I mean, I would love to see them in the Super League, no doubt about that. But uh, being from Winterthur, um you know that uh, you know uh, football life can be hard, <laughs> and uh, sometimes you're just. A decent Challenge League team, but not an actual Super League candidate. But this time round, it could be all different. It could definitely be. Um, but I'm still just waiting for that down period because my, like, my inner pessimistic self tells me uh, not to believe it yet because I will. My, my dreams will only be crushed.
1: If Roman Bürs continues to score his penalty, maybe no down period. Who knows? He's on fire, huh? to be honest. Who knows? Yeah, but we might also see the
0: direct uh, re like how do you say like just getting promoted r- right after after getting relegated Um we might see that stunt by Vaduz um, who currently sit on uh, the barrage uh, spot which is uh, playoff spot so second spot um, Vaduz like behind, uh, you know, the, nobody has talked about them during summer uh, but they have kept some of the key players, not all of them but some of them like de Di Giusto, Gabriel Lüchinger etc, uh, Yannick Schmidt they lost Joel Schmidt but they kept Yannick Schmidt and uh, they still have their goalkeeper a decent one um, so, I mean you never know they have proven to always be able to to get a, get a, get to the Super League and stay there for a year
1: right? Yes, they're tough. They are a tough team to play. Uh, also, when they played the barrage two years ago against Tuen, everyone was saying, "Okay, tun is staying in the Super League. tun is staying," and at the end they won it, and they they showed up. And So last year when they went down, you know, it was tough to go down. Huh? They were at the ninth, eighth spot, and the end they, they went uh, down at the last spot, and Sion saved himself in the in the barrage, but Vadoud still knows how to win games and uh, we clearly saw that they didn't have the best start of the season in the challenge league you know also maybe they had to digest the fact that they were they had been relegated they have to adapt to the to the challenge league again but right now they they had some good wins you know against some contenders like Arau etc so I think we can count of them for the first two places for sure Alright Giacomo, now
0: for the very last segment of this of this episode. Just give me real quick your prediction because we have now all seen that you are like uh, the one of the best predictors in the game since you <laughs> since you guessed that Everton correctly. Um who do you think will go up?
1: Uh, I will I will say uh, I think Tool is in the two. And uh, Winter tour. Um, I have. To, I want to say Arau too, but Vaduz. Uh, it's the start losing in a way. Uh, that's for sure. Vint, Xamax no way too. So I think that there are four teams. You know, Winter tour, Vaduz, Tune, and Arau. I think Winter really started well. So I will say Winter tour second spot, and first spot so directly into the the Super League Tune. Okay. And uh, with that prediction, we will end. <laughs> no,
0: I, I'm, I'm not going to say because if I say Winter today, they, they won't make it. You
1: know?
0: <laughs> no. But uh, well, with that excellent prediction from Giacomo, we're going to close today's episode. And uh, listener, thank you so much uh, for having tuned in once again and uh, to have listened to us talking about Swiss football. We hope that you have learned some couple of new interesting things, uh, most notably, of course, about the Challenge League or maybe also about Edouard um from the Promotion League. So today we were all about uh, the second and third tier clubs in Switzerland. And uh, I, I would be happy to welcome you again next time around. <laughs>